Today, I'm in the kitchen of fashion's best-looking power couple, Henry Holland and David Hodgson. Am I saying your surname right? Yeah, Hodgson. Okay. Henry's fearless approach to fashion, which combines his sense of humour and enterprising business know-how, has seen him launch a career and own brand label, House of Holland. Known for collections with bold prints and controversial slogan tees, Henry went on to build his brand, which continues to thrive a decade on. He's collaborated with some of the biggest labels and models in fashion, and he's traveled the world doing so. This guy is driven. He's generous, he's spiritual, and he's fearless, and he's never lost a game of table tennis yet. Never. <laughs> I'm his so true. <laughs> yet. Never lost. I'm his biggest fan, his friend, and ex-employee. He is my referee, my mentor, and most brutal critic. Welcome to your home, Henry. <laughs> David's journey is equally as impressive, with just as much spirit and an incredible vision. He's designed handbags and accessories for everyone from Lueve, Smythson, Liberty London, Coach and Prenza Schooler. Have I said that right? Yeah. David is your go-to man when choosing your next investment handbag. His current position sees him reign as creative director of Lulu Guinness. Lulu's familiar lipstick styles embraces a reinvention with David's modern approach at the helm. Hi, David. Hi. Hi. Nice to see you. He's just sat there, like, wistfully staring at the window, like, loving his intro, just I'm being like, like, yeah, I did, wow. actually. He's like, yeah, yeah, I did, actually. I did yeah. do that. Here I am. Yeah, yeah. Right. Here I am. Whatever. Open up your cabinets to me, girl. Open up your cabinets to me, girl. Let me see, let me see you join a big girl. So I've barely scratched the surface with those intros. Let's start with the big stuff before we get to the good stuff. Where did you meet? How, who? What brought you two together? Do I start? Or should I start? Should I start? <laughs> should I start? Yes, I should. You start because you're I'll take just the cleaner interject. Version. So basically I was working for Lueve um, and we'd just done our... Um, in Madrid? Show in Madrid. I was working for Lueve in Madrid and we were doing our show in Paris. 2008 and after the show we had this massive big party with love magazine it was really good fun and henry i think you gate crashed it didn't you i think you no with our friend. i was invited really i feel like i feel like you later told me you perched and like squeezed on the end no okay so he Fully was invited he was there the dinner. he was there <laughs> and then you actually didn't have a seat at the dinner because you were staff oh my god i so did i was there please because you saw me okay no, anyway. <laughs> anyway i saw you later at the nightclub when yeah, so we had there was an after party at uh, Maxime's and I was out, outside with smoking area with all my friends. He doesn't smoke. I don't smoke. Um, so he was obviously just there trying to, you know, <laughs> get a job. <laughs> oh my God. Is I'm this how the story ends? <laughs> no, no, because I'm a lady. Um, anyway. I'm so glad you said Sorry, you're Mom. a lady on tape. <laughs> I'm just going to clip that and just have it on my iPhone and play it back. Anyway, so he started chatting me up. I thought it was, he was like, oh, lol, let's see how well this goes. And then the rest is history, really. We spent the next day walking around Paris, feeling really sick. We, went, we walked all around. We fell in love the next day. Wow. To be honest. First time I've heard that. No, it's not. Like, we met at a fashion party in Paris, so it sounds really like 
la di da. Can I just say you two? I love this really like juvenile approach on both. <laughs> it's like you're both kind of rolling your eyes at each other, being like, "No, okay, you left." Like we met at a very highbrow fashion event in Paris, but we're both from like the north. We're very northern and down to earth, and I think he thought that I was a bit of a douchebag from maybe what he knew it's of what me you before he met me. Rude. And what were you wearing? Givenchy. I was wearing a, a Givenchy jacket. What was I wearing? The leather biker. You were wearing a Czech shirt, um, black jeans, and sort of navy blue suede boots. Probably. That, yeah, I was. That sounds like oh my god! Outfit. I know exactly what you were. And I know it's you're so weird. The, the ability to remember outfits—it always and I can tell you me. what you wore the next day, and I can tell you anyway. Um, <laughs> and uh, and then we got chatting, and then I think he realised that I actually was all right. And then I was very bold and invited myself back to his hotel. Day one or day two? Day one. Okay. And uh, he allowed me to go. And then we had our first kiss, like, on a balcony, like, overlooked by the Eiffel Tower. It was, like, next level, weirdly romantic, but we were just laughing about it. And then... Was uh, it, like, doing the sparkly bit on the hour? Yes. Yes. (gasps) It was. It was. It really was. Um, I mean, it was really far away, but it it was definitely there. (laughs) And then we spent... Because he was living in Madrid at the time, I was living in London, we spent the next day walking through Paris for, like, eight hours solid. And we really... I think we fell in love that day. We did. Thank you. Uh, Finally, (laughs) finally he agreed. (laughs) And then, because he was going back to Madrid the next day, so we had to, like make a decision if we were going to see each other someone had to get on a plane so like for a second date someone's got to fly like you know over yeah. a sea we so kinda had kind to make... of it started up really fast yeah. but then right, that's, uh, our so... French bulldog by the way not my stomach <laughs> who's in the background so hang on so was there like a first meal then on this date day uh yeah we went for a croque monsieur with his friends from work because we were oh, so yeah. hung over and so like, Where we did felt you go? so sick just somewhere in paris like one of those like little cafes okay, in paris i don't think anybody had the brain waves to actually think about a nice place to go and eat um and then this, that night uh we went for dinner uh i took david to dinner with some work colleagues um, at a sort of Middle Eastern, and we had a tagine. Yeah. We shared a tagine. It was when Jess met him. Nice. Yeah. A mutual friend. Yeah, that was a funny encounter with Jess. Yeah, Jess, uh, who is my oldest friend from school, was really standoffish to David when he arrived at the restaurant. <laughs> and she basically gave me, story. like, daggers. And we didn't quite understand what her problem was, seeing as she'd never met him before. And then halfway through the dinner, she revealed that she thought she'd slept with him and he'd <laughs> abandoned <laughs> and he's walked out in the middle of the night and so she was really holding a grudge. I like that she was holding a grudge, not suspicious about your no. union. Holding he had a, a name. Yeah. Grudge. He had yeah. a name. Let's not mention him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Jessica, Jessica's now happily married with uh, two kids. So we've, we've been together. <laughs> essentially, we've been together 11 years. We got engaged. We haven't been together 11 years. years. 10 years. No, nine years. Really? Well, Feels like it, 15. Wow. Happy anniversary no 10 years 2008 you oh sure? 2000 and oh yeah. so is it 12 years actually or is no. it 11 it's okay. 11 years wow <laughs> wow we've been married a year i know cool, that because he can do the math when it's <laughs> one year <laughs> hey um, david when uh was your first invite to ramsbottom <laughs> <laughs> wow i mean i dreamt on myself this is uh, this is very personal. Um, I come from a place called Ramsbottom to clarify. 
I can't remember, actually. I think it was probably Christmas. So we met in October. It was October the 3rd. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think I went to your house for Christmas. The following year. Was it the following yeah, year? Yeah, the first Christmas I remember talking yeah, to you on so, the phone on Christmas So, like, morning. 15 months. But, um... That's not true. Okay. Wow. We're not answering <laughs> really, this very well, are we? So, here we are in your kitchen, mm-hmm. um, which I should add is a rarity. Yeah, I hate having people around. <laughs> I love I didn't have to prompt <laughs> you any further. I mean... I'm I the mean, most sociable person on the planet, and all I want to do is, like, be with people, and David is the most anti-social person in the world. You know what? World, I, and he just doesn't like people in our home. I be, and for some reason, he manages... To, it's like Can't get a no. word in, can I? No, you can't, because I haven't finished. <laughs> so... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so, um, yeah, I... You haven't been to our kitchen very often, but um, here you are. You're welcome. <laughs> I think when you come, you, you know Thanks it's a special so moment. Yeah, that's what David likes to do is justify. I like my own space. Yeah. <laughs> 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 so where does this space rank in terms of importance in your home? For me, it's not number one. It <laughs> number one's definitely in bed, isn't it? Um. Oh, uh, another bathroom. I love the bathroom. Oh, right. In terms um, of like... Visuals, I don't get to spend yeah. enough time in it, but um, I love the floor. I lo- what exactly do you want to spend more time in the bathroom <laughs> doing? Oh having a bath. <laughs> having a bath. Okay, so the kitchen isn't the number ki- one. Like the kitchen in our home isn't the sort of centrepiece as it is in a lot of homes. I think partly because it's positioned at the back of the house um, and partly because... We're often not in it together at the same time. Do you like, want to? Our lifestyles are very busy. I kind of disagree a little bit. I tend to leave the house earlier for the last than kind David, of like. Or we get yeah, up right. Different times just, and we get um, home at different like, times. So we've been going and having like we have breakfast together every morning. Like as you make scrambled eggs, put the coffee on. We feed the dog Peg. It's actually really yes, nice. Like you sit down at the table Shocked. and kind of just talk through our day. And, it, and it actually, it's quite a nice way of starting the day, I think. Um, even if it is rushed, even if it does feel a bit frantic at times. Mm. And I kind of like it. I like the way now the kitchen does get used more in in to, when we're all together as a little family. Yeah. We're, lo- we're currently looking to move. And one of the main reasons is we want to open up the ground floor of our home so that the we have more of an open plan living space. Because one of the reasons why we don't have people over as often is because our house is quite separated. Like the I ki- am going to hold you to this. <laughs> when yeah, that kitchen what? is like, open plan. But, yeah, we, but we, the kitchen is, it's it's kind of, it's separate. And so, and it's quite, and the house is quite narrow and small. So you can't have a lot of people around. Plus David sold the dining table and refuses <laughs> to buy another one. So. <laughs> it was horrible. <laughs> I had had that for years. Yeah. And it in was, the office, you and had it, that. And I think you'll find it was a collectible antique. You sold it? At auction. Our last house, we had a really nice big kitchen living room. And I think you might have come around more often then. You definitely did. You, I mean, did, you definitely did. Door, so. And it was such a lovely place to socialize. I think that's what kitchens nowadays, how we live. Sylvester Road. Sylvester Road. I literally can't remember this house. Well, it was a basement Because you were very drunk. I have to edit that out. <laughs> on happiness yeah that was a lovely flat and I yeah. do remember I mean it. I got wet long and it was terribly damp but <laughs> <laughs> thanks for that <laughs> so for you guys um, what would you say your earliest memory of food is oh cakes I've, were you cakes 
We talk about our birthday cakes a lot. I, feel I like have so many. I don't want to answer the question on your behalf, but I think your, the birthday cakes that your mum makes you. Yeah, f- for me, I have so many food memories. So my mum was, I guess, like that kind of traditional stay at home, like baked, um, made home jam, pickle, chutneys, um, at birthday parties. We would have all like a homemade cake. So my sister's, um, my birthday's on the 19th of January and my sister, oldest is on the 20th. And so we had to have separate birthday parties. So it was like two days of just manic um, children's party. And I can remember having a massive big caterpillar one year. And my sister had this like princess with like a fairy cake with like a Barbie stuck in the middle. Like it sounds mental, but it was but so... But your mum eff- made these? Yeah, my mum made them by okay. scratch. She was like... And um, for me, it's kind of food in my family is always like... it's We've been brought up to really like... Eat, we've ate everything. Everything was homemade. We didn't have like a freezer. Oh, we were like chocolate. Um, so food's really important. Um, but I think it's also entwined in our gar- gardening and then mum cooking. I was going to say, was there a garden patch? like a, a Yeah, she, I, used to have, I used to have my own strawberry patch and then we used to make, make jam with my mum and stuff. It was kind of like, it's kind of cute. I think. David won a prize at five for his marrow. <laughs> yeah, I had the biggest, you, the biggest, the biggest marrow. How big was it? The t- <laughs> That's why I married. Big, for um, <laughs> prize worthy. Good for you, David. I know. At five. Back to uh, edible <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> produce. Um, your mum kind of so she had the you had the vegetable patch. You were growing strawberries. Did your dad get involved? What did that? Yeah, look like? so mum. Mum and dad, a bit like they lived the good life, you know, that TV show yeah. in the 70s. And literally everything we ate from about April right through to Jan was like taken from the garden. We had like, pickles and chutneys, potatoes, onions. So you'd go into the garage and be like, they'd be like all the onions drying. We'd had garlic, there's raspberries, strawberries, gooseberries, rhubarb. I could go on, like everything was, was made. Yeah. And so mum, mum was kind of a proud cook. So when we came home from school, there was always kind of um, fresh food on the tail. Mum had like been baking for like you know hours. It's kind of it sounds idyllic. Does she still bake and she cook doesn't a lot do now? as much because unfortunately she's moved and they've got a little tiny garden and I feel a bit sad in a way because they she left. They'd lived in that same house for like 30 years and like the garden had like, they'd had all this like mature fruit and veg patches and all the other kind of stuff. And she had to just leave it. And now, now they've got a little tiny rhubarb patch. Oh. Yeah, but she baked some really delicious yeah, cakes she baked for Christmas. Now, so we went back for Christmas and she'd done she all this did baking. She did date flapjack. She'd done Rocky she'd done Road. Rocky Road. But she did pro- a chocolate fondant. Yeah, but she the problem is, so now she bakes and she's got no one to eat it. So when we went home I for Christmas... I feel like that's the saddest thing. Yeah, she came home and she was like, do you want some cake? No, and I was like, yeah, yeah, I'll have a bit. But she, <laughs> she was pushing. She was just feed her. But, yeah. But yeah. Has any of that rubbed off on you? Do you have a... No. <laughs> no, no. I, no, like, we... I like to cook, but I'm just not very good at it, I don't think. Or I just freestyle, which Henry hates. So who is the better cook? I think... Uh, I think David mm. is when he really. I when think... he tries, he once called me up at work and said, "You know those Jamie Oliver five ingredient meal things? <laughs> I'm doing one of those tonight, but I couldn't find two of the ingredients." And I was like, <laughs> "I see." <laughs> <laughs> and did it taste good, though? I can't remember. <laughs> <laughs> All three ingredients. All three ingredients. And so I was like, "Right, you know, I, it's a reduced I was number just, of ingredients." I was channeling in the first my mother place. and being resourceful. The thing that frustrates me, with David, is like. 
he, wow. He this just, isn't just, therapy. He just tends <laughs> to just like, you know, add a lot of spices and like added flavors. I thought you got better with spice. I'm better, but I'm not good. And okay. I... Well, that's what you normally do to food. You I've add like seasoning. For, I've lived with him for nearly 10 years and he still insists on making really spicy food. And then he just like laughs when he says, yeah, it's really spicy. And I'm like, okay, well, that's nice because... I cooked it, I so I get to decide. It. That's the rule, isn't it? it doesn't everyone have that digestion. rule? I thought you, but you have built up your resilience to spice. Yeah, I'm way better than with spice. I used to be like absolutely terrible and the most I could manage was a korma if we had an Indian. But now I can, like from traveling, I've definitely had to uh, build up my tolerance. You're definitely a gammon egg and eat. chips man though. Oh yeah. That's my like kind of very plain, very northern. Yeah. I mean, that comes from my upbringing. My dad doesn't really like flavouring his food. But talk about your family and food. Yeah, like, like you, this... Your dad is like so... My dad's obsessed with it. My, dad, uh, my dad's whole thing is he's the caregiver and his way of caregiving now that he's retired is cooking the food. So if you're going home, he'll call you five days before you get there asking what you want for your for dinner. He goes to Tesco on average three times a day. <laughs> uh, other supermarkets are available. I swear that is <laughs> my parents, my dad does the same thing. I'm like, where are you? He's like, just popped into Waitrose yeah. again. Yeah. I like, they know him in there. He kicks off when they move things around, like, cause he knows it so well. But like, he, he loves to cook and he constantly looks at the food recipes in the paper and he tears them out. Yeah, I love He's that. got this huge folder, which is it's just huge. endless, endless tears from like the newspapers of cuttings of all these different recipes. What type of recipes are we talking? Um, well, he does have a few that he like. He sort of sticks on and a kind Girl of from potatoes. Girl from potatoes. He's a big fan. <laughs> it's of. Classic. Um, but he also does like to mix it up a little bit. Um, what did he do just I when mean, we were at Christmas? It's very meat focused. He's very. He like, did a clam chowder. Or he did something. a clam Ooh. chowder, which, which for him was you know, which was quite pushing. Exactly. Was he pleased with it? <laughs> yeah, he was. Yeah, um, it was delicious. And my mum's a big cook as well. Um, Tell us about Stephanie. She, uh, well, she has a house. <laughs> She's uh, in France that is kind of... She it's hosts, a chateau. It's a chateau. Uh, and she hosts events there. She hosts people there for holidays and events. Weddings. And weddings. And she has been known to cook the entire food for those weddings. And she... Uh, she's also an excellent cook. Tell us some of the food failures, because I think they're always quite funny. The she food. will be furious with you. She'll be furious, but oh, she'll laugh. Yeah, I mean, my mum's like, my mum's, uh, I would say my mum's best friend in life is is a chest freezer. <laughs> <laughs> um, and there's Those been, chocolate pots the, yeah, great and there's been, there's been a few uh, she freezes notable mistakes. I know what's gone. There was the one time she served us meat pie and custard. Because she just fished a pie out from them. Oh, no, maybe it was the other way around. Maybe it was like a gooseberry pie and gravy or something. But she just doesn't really... She's not very into labels. Have <laughs> you in, thought just about gifting? <laughs> uh, she's not very into labels. So she'll just throw something in the freezer. And then four years later, she'll get it out and serve it up with some sort of side dish, which is completely uh, uh, not quite relevant. But, um, yeah, she's an excellent cook. I went home this weekend and me, my... like. Recently, my parents, who got divorced when I was three, have become this new, like, blended family with their new husbands and wives. So we all had Christmas together, which was really nice. And then I went home last weekend, and both of my parents and their second marriages, husband and wife, whatever, uh, sat and had dinner together on a Friday night. My dad took the starter. 
Which was? Which was um, asparagus wrapped in parma ham with feta cheese with a special kind of breadcrumb on top. Amazing. Uh, baked, pan fried, roasted? Uh, baked. Okay. And then Very my mom, 80s, isn't it? <laughs> and then my mum made the main, which was a uh, duck shepherd's pie, which I think we've I've all had tasted. that. That is, so, that is good. It's she cooks it in her own. It's excellent. But the best is that... And then she made uh, a... Oops, like a tart tata. But her signature dish is the potato pie. Is it potato pie? Oh, pâté de pomme de terre. Yes. That's oh, my God. That's this incredible God. French dish, which is from the region of France where their house is, which is the Auvergne. And it's essentially dauphinois potatoes in a pastry casing. <laughs> which, which is basically AKA, creme fraiche. Yeah. AKA mm. a heart attack with cheroux mustard, which is from the region as so well. It's carbs on carbs. Yeah. With, just with dairy. But whenever you Dream. go to the house, there'll be one waiting for you as you walk in. Fresh. Day, time of day or night and it is absolutely epic it's amazing when you've had a few, few glasses of wine and have yes. you ever recreated that pie i think i've tried once but now i have as i said earlier i have a very delicate digestion and you can't handle the even dairy. looking at pastry gives me heartburn and i don't really eat dairy anymore so when i do okay henry's a really good cook when he tries <laughs> but so, i often don't um the last meal that was cooked here Ooh. Well, scrambled, scrambled eggs count. Yeah. Just scrambled eggs. <laughs> well, I had a side of avocado. <laughs> Actually, Henry cooked. He did a really nice chicken broth. Oh, yeah, I did. Chicken broth. Chicken yeah. broth. Yeah. With uh, I did a roast chicken on the Saturday, and then on the Sunday, I boiled down the bones to my own stock, and then I added carrots, uh, cauliflower, uh, carrots, uh, celery, onions, and then just uh, reduced it a little bit, and then made like a chicken broth that we took for lunch. Do we need to talk about at this stage? Um, the mouse the... dropping that I found in the sieve <laughs> when I was making it? Probably not. <laughs> First time I've heard this. Great. Yeah, I just sieved your bit with that. Wow. Is that, was the uh, sieve from the cupboard where you keep the mouse? Yeah. Yeah. We have a mouse. <laughs> wow. We don't like, we don't believe in killing mice. We, you know, we just like to. Uh, live with them in harmony. Yeah. We, li we live alongside them in harmony and we just hope that the dog will eat it. Is that why your kitchen's so dirty? <gasps> <gasps> you joking? take that back. I take And this is back. why I don't have a round. Have a round. Because <laughs> she's a cheeky... You asked for that. You <laughs> told me you're keeping a mouse in your cupboard. Should we talk about your mice? <clears throat> <laughs> <laughs> There's been three. <laughs> wow. Probably the same one. I mean, they're so cute, though. So... Why is Peg just the dog? The we so put the dog's bone on the windowsill because oh, so the, the noise of her cheering it in the background of of this, uh, what's taking place is not going to be great. But you can just <laughs> hear her whinging and staring at it. Grunting. <laughs> <laughs> Who's the bigger foodie? Ooh, me. David? Yeah, me. Yeah? I mean, like, what, what do you mean like a foodie? Like, we both love to eat. Unfortunately, I'm, I'm like my decisions around food are just very quite like I don't sit here and agonize over what I'm going to choose. If I, you know, if we go to a restaurant, I know what I'm going to um, eat within 30 seconds. Infuriates me. We go. So we were, we're really lucky. We do get to go to some really nice restaurants and we love to try new stuff. But Henry will just literally go for the same thing every time, wherever, whatever restaurant, whatever. It's like, and what is that dish? This is this gammon egg and chips man kind of Fish idea. Let's go for the fish or the chicken. Well, uh, I would like to try different things. Cause it's kind of like, well, why don't you order here. for him? 
And then Does you he look like he, 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 <laughs> he would like let me? Over. Yeah. <laughs> I think this could work. Uh, <laughs> we went to a new restaurant recently, Angelina in Dalston. Yeah. Did you know oh, the Japanese Italian? Yeah. yeah. How is it? It's delicious. Delicious. It's, it's really beautiful. nice. It looks and, beautiful. And um, the menu is just you have what it's there is. It's a set menu. Yeah, it's a set menu. And, and that could... was really good because it did make me try loads of different things. And it I did basically quite enjoy forced it. you into trying lots of things. And what did you try that was out of your comfort zone? Um, everything was so good. Nearly How everything. How are they combining? Really good. Italian and Japanese. What's that? It, a lot. Like, like, for example, the main was like a sort of uh, slowly stewed pork belly and kind of Japanese sort of soy uh, sauces with pickled. Uh, it's definitely more Japanese than Italian. Yeah, I didn't okay. get. Mu- um, uh, there was a bit of pasta, wasn't there? There was a ravioli. Yeah, and then they had like they were baking their own focaccia with this olive oil that they said, "Oh, it's really lovely, lovely olive oil." It was insane olive oil, like a like, Tuscan olive oil. Could have drunk it. You yeah. could have drunk it. It was so delicious. And the guy, because we sat at the counter, and so it's an open kitchen, and that was really nice to see them actually prepare it. And mm. like there was little stations for the guy, the woman doing the like. Um, tempura the guys just he, all he did was desserts and mm. the other guy was like doing the breads and preparing all the this like special which I like fit. but then I don't like smelling of food when you get in the taxi on the way home so I like the counter experience I don't yeah. like the smell because I used to work in a kitchen doing as what? a teenager as a waiter uh, actually it's <laughs> so not in the kitchen <laughs> 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 but the, like yeah you had a penny on didn't you and like you I feel would... like do I always smell of food no <laughs> smell I don't get that close, <laughs> if I'm honest. <laughs> Deliberately. You will be after this. Which food are you most embarrassed about loving? What is your guilt? I hate the word guilty pleasure, but what is it? Haribo. Haribo? Yours, you- not mine. Yours is Haribo. I Mine's have, chocolate. I have no guilt in loving Or that. embarrassment around yeah. Or embarrassment. I've lost many a teeth to Haribo, and I'm proud of that. Wow. Oh. Mm. What, I love on, what are we talking about? Like, What's your quantity? Like- can you just say that one more time so we can clip that bit up? <laughs> Um, how? I don't know if I want to talk about any more than that, but I do love... <laughs> you don't want to go into this anymore. How, d- okay, how often are you eating Haribo? At the moment, I'm not, but I would eat a packet every other day, maybe, of some sort of gums. Small or, or family size? Family size. Family size? Who does small anymore? What, do you know what? My, um, my husband <laughs> gets his contact lenses. They come with like a little mini bag of where you get about six Haribo in it. Oh, yeah. They're just like a walking snack. Oh, traveling, <laughs> you don't even know you've traveling eaten snack. Okay. David uh, loves Haribo. He loves uh, strawberry laces. It's his real oh weakness. Why is it all about me? Anything sour, sour what about sweet. You? And I'm a chocolate man. So um, I recently did have a very um, slightly uh, uncontrollable fit when I was on a diet. Uh, I reprimanded a member of my team because they walked into the office with a chocolate orange and I was like, you know that is my favourite chocolate outside of mini egg season. <laughs> you know mini eggs are doing Reese's mini eggs? No, no. What? Don't mess with mini eggs yeah, at like, all. In fact, don't I like Nestle. You'd be up for that hit of peanut butter no, protein. No, 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 no. Don't like Nestle chocolate. You don't like anyone messing with baked beans? Oh, I hate that tomato sauce don't try and make baked beans fancy like don't make your own baked beans just don't if i'm going for a fry up it's not because i want some sort of artisanal elevated dish i want a fry up where i can scoop my baked beans onto a piece of toast add loads of butter (laughs) it all melt together and i shove it in and probably because i'm hungover i don't want extra spices i don't don't want want cheese have you had cheese in your baked beans cheesy beans yeah cheesy beans is incredible cheesy beano his family call it (laughs) (laughs) 
Their family actually have a name for that as a right. dish. So that is messing yeah. with beans. So he's like, yeah, my mum. No, 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 that's dry. not messing. That's, a, that's an, aco- uh, an a condiment. Con- yeah. An additional. Like, an addition. I'm obsessed with but how like, he started to cut. My mum used to, you know, like, grow all <laughs> of her own food. She lived a good life. She also she, did great cheesy yeah, beans. She, she, also, she also did a cheesy bean. My mum's, my mum's like, <laughs> go-to quick. My mum's go-to quick meal was crisps on a plate, baked beans on top. What? Yep. That's not a meal, but that sounds good. Or incredible. crisps. Salt and vinegar. With Why do all of these meals involve crisps? But that's not a meal, that's a snack. Mm. All right. Well, and then peanut, pea and ham soup on top of crisps. I've never heard of that. I think it's a very 70s thing. I told you, she wanted to be the good life. This is but, like... but she was making the pea and ham soup, then putting them on crisps. Yeah. <laughs> no, she wasn't making it as a tin. She wasn't that. She also likes to make local delicacies I'm as so well. I'm so confused. Just to go local? Back. Yeah, like she, when we were home at Christmas, she rum butter or something. See, rum butter, if you don't know, um, is a really, cum- I'm from Cumbria, yeah. uh, but it's, and it's a, it's a really traditional um, Christmas thing. It's basically butter melted with sh- brown sugar and rum. So a version of brandy butter, but with rum. Yes, exactly. Okay, mm. I'll take that. But they just eat it like spread onto bread. Which you could do with brandy butter, right? No crisps. I mean, no, 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 no crisps, no crisps. Which restaurants do you return to and why? Jay Sheiky's. We go regularly. We went last week for David's birthday. It was where we went on our first day and David spent the whole time looking at Mark Ruffalo on the next table. Fair. All right. (laughs) And I stand by that. Chill out. It's kind of it's where we go for special yeah, occasions. He sat next to me though. I, oh my god! Like I think David, my ha- twelve years. It's time to move it's get, on. It's getting longer with this. We've been together ten. He touched my you finger. Just, wow. I so, touched a lot more JG, than your finger, and I'm still here, and I don't even get that much attention. <laughs> <laughs> Put a um, ring on your finger. Jay Sheik is is like our favorite. It's yeah. kind of like our nice little like date night or what special occasion. Uh, well, I have the same every time, obviously, which is infuriating, apparently. Uh, <laughs> so we'll start with oysters, a mixture. Then I'll have the tiger prawns. I'll have the razor clams. And, <laughs> <laughs> and then I'll follow up with either the fish special. Arvo. Or we'll share the seafood plattery type thing. Mm. That's a G. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. It's, special, it, it's special occasions are... How often are you going? Because I feel like you are like once a month. Well, we did. Yeah, you you are. We've been been... twice this month. Have we? Yeah. Can you pipe down, Peggy? (laughs) She's just (laughs) sat there staring at her bow. Another another favorite place is Brat. We love Brat. Oh yeah, we love Brat. It's our friend Tomo's um, restaurant. Um, It's in East London. And he cooks everything on an open fire. And when we go now, we take a lot, like we've taken quite a lot of friends and we, we went once and we ordered one of everything on the menu. So if there's four of you, that's all you need to order one of everything on the menu. And there isn't one thing that isn't incredible. It's so good, isn't it? And like, but you have to make sure there's room for the burnt cheesecake. Yeah. It's not, uh, yeah, the baked cheesecake. Burn, it's baked burnt. Okay. Basque. All right. <laughs> baked Just, burnt and basque. <laughs> I mean, he's a friend. I don't know how much he wants you telling everybody burns his cheesecake. It's cool. It's <laughs> I, I just like, I love how... You detect a little jealousy there. It's a burnt... <laughs> no, it's burnt. It's baked burnt. It's actually a burnt <laughs> cheesecake. Wow. <laughs> it's a thing. It's delish. Um, and we love just little things like the egg salad. It's mm. like, it is just an egg salad, but oh my God, I could eat it for a week. 
It, I don't know what's yeah. in it. The steak tartare. I don't know what's in that either. The but whole turbot. You go. The ho- we always go with the whole turbot. I, I yeah. think both restaurants, their their food's really honest, isn't it? It's very like clean. Yeah. Non fussy. Non fussy. Like... Really good quality. Um, and it's all about the ingredients. Especially yeah. like brat. It's yeah. just like brat, that olive so oil they use there is. On the tomatoes. He's just so like passionate about where he sources everything mm. from. He's Welsh as well. And he mm. often gets a lot of his ingredients from like either locally sourced or from like Wales. Yeah, I think he makes his own cheese. The cheese and leeks. I mean, I could tell He's you the, the whole goat's menu. Curdy. Yeah, yeah, it's epic. And then in the winter they do a damson negroni, which mm. when oh, I'm really drinking, good. I could just. Get on an IB drip. So maybe we're our foodies. We don't know it. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. We've just described some pretty... <laughs> Passionately described yeah. <laughs> some dishes. Um, and anywhere else? Uh, anywhere else? So Angelina in Dalston, the Japanese-Italian. Brat yeah. in Shoreditch. We go to my neighbour, the Jay Dumpling, Shiki. a lot because it's recently so opened good. around the corner. Um, so we go, they that's a really good. But because it's so local for us, that's like a midweek sort of dinner place. If you've just been paid. If you've just been paid. Or um, where else do we go a lot? Um, Bistro Tech, we go a lot. That's kind of a staple for us. Like there's been so many. For about two decades. Yeah, there's (laughs) been so many like major life events take place at Bistro Tech. And we know David and Pablo, the owners. And like we've had friends get married there. I've had after show parties there. We've had... Christmas parties there. There's been so many kind of life events go on there that it's sort of, it's kind of like going home. It's an institution. It's an institution, yeah. And it's such a beautiful space. Yeah. And again, it's just really simple food. Like, It's not fussy, it's not overplayed, the kind of, and uh, also the service is really nice, like the the waiters remember you, it's But even just to sit at the bar and have like oysters and cocktails, I feel like that's a payday treat when you just go, like Mm. Tom and I, I think we've even met maybe you guys there for cocktails pre-Christmas, it's like a good... It's really making me want to go for a cocktail just then. Or brunch. Yeah, I I literally was just thinking that. I was just like, should we just wrap this (laughs) up? (laughs) Can we just wrap this up and you call your husband and we just... He's actually looking at I was just thinking, could we... Could we wrap this up? (laughs) (laughs) Um, Okay, let's set the scene. Fashion week's over. You can't face another social gathering. What's the best local vendors for your delivery and Uber Eats? Village Mango. We get Turkish. We had it last night. Uh, Out Fry. Out Fry is If you want like really kind of healthy. Korean uh, like fried Fried chicken. chicken. But it feels really Can we just go back to you two not being bothered about food? Because you're saying this like you immediately know your places and you seem quite... Excited. But yeah, we. I mean, we we are. If you're hungover, it'd be at the deli downstairs, be um, chocolate against cake. Yeah, but they stopped, stopped doing, doing it on the it. regular. So if anyone from the deli downstairs in Victoria Park is listening to this and you want my custom back, you need to make that a regular thing. Every Saturday, I want it fresh and I want an inch of icing. Hen, drop them an email. <laughs> <laughs> pop in, walk around there, you know pop in. I've been in. I've seen you nearly cry yeah. because we've like seen it, gone, f- took the dog for walk, walk back. And do you know what I have and to do? It wasn't I there. I have to buy a consolation pack of Madeleines. <laughs> just well, I s- hope you're okay. Just to satisfy. And a family sized dairy milk. Bitch. Thank you. <laughs> so let's travel back in time to when you were minors. Did you eat out with your families? What did that look like? Well, I didn't. We did. We was living the good. I was giving living the good life. Yeah, eating like cheesy beano, cheesy beano with crisps, crisps and stuff. We used to eat out a lot. Um, our parents always liked to go to restaurants, and 
we, from a really young age, we were sort of taken along with them. Like me and my sister went on my parents' honeymoon. My dad, when he re- remarried. Uh, I can't even remember. Was it Portugal? I have no idea. <laughs> we don't know. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. But um, yeah, we always used to go out for dinners with uh, our parents and... With my mum living over in France, she would we would eat out a lot there as well. She'd have a lot of friends that owned restaurants, and so we would go eating out a lot. Do you um, remember enjoying it? Yeah. Well, I've always enjoyed eating out in restaurants. Um, but is that the, like, getting dressed up bit to go out to the restaurant? You've got yeah. some good rest. Remember that time you got refused at a restaurant in... What? Because you were wearing a certain outfit. Uh, when my mum took me to New York, uh, for my 21st birthday and it was like this really nice tree that she wanted to take me to New York just She'd, you no, just me and my okay. mom and she'd been a couple of years earlier and had an amazing time and like they'd been to Balthazar and they'd been to the River Cafe and all these incredible restaurants and she wanted to take me and show me around and I was just sort of coming to the end of my university at the time and we went to the River Cafe and I was wearing I mean questionable or not I was wearing a sleeveless shirt and a red still a shirt, still a shirt, <laughs> and, a, and red, a collar, and a red leather biker jacket. It was, you know, it was when the eighties were back. It was just before I started my brand, in fact, and um, and they refused me entry into the dining room because I wasn't wearing my shirt. Like I needed to be wearing a jacket, like a blazer type jacket, a collar, and which I kind of was, and uh, my shirt. I didn't have sleeves. I had these like weird little cap sleeves on it. And as a capped sleeve. Yeah, okay. I, t- <laughs> I, I didn't. And you wonder why. I didn't say it was an incredible outfit. I just, you know, you brought this up. <laughs> and, and as they were refusing me entry into the dining room, this woman walked past in this like strappy little dress. And I was like, and that's fine, is it? I got really cross. And in how the was end, the woman that <laughs> got inside? In the end, we had to sit and eat in the bar. In the reception. And they made me keep my leather jacket on throughout dinner. I would have left. Why didn't you leave? Because we'd travelled to Brooklyn to specifically it. for the booking that my mum had made months earlier because it's on the Brooklyn side of the river and then you look at the skyline, which is why it's so incredible. I don't know this restaurant. Yeah, I don't either. Yeah, the River Cafe. But not part of the River Cafe here? No. No, maybe I'm getting... Maybe it's the river something. It's It's on... The Hudson. Okay. And you're on the Brooklyn side and then you can look and see the skyline. And it, like, it's an incredible, it's all about the view. Okay, I need to look this um, up. Is it still there? I hope not. <laughs> <laughs> and this is not a plug for them. Yeah. This, if you do go, make sure you wear a polar neck, a jacket, a tie, and a and bad I'm... attitude. <laughs> okay. So food and indigestion, which I genuinely had written down aside. What do you both consider to be your biggest achievements to date? With food? No, nothing to do with food. All about you. Careers, love, life. I mean... Oh, you're going to say like get married or something? Yeah, I am. I am. I was like, I guess the people that have been sat in front of me, which is Henry and Peggy. Oh, I don't get a pinch. (laughs) (laughs) You're to the side. I mean, you're to the side. Yeah, I think real life, it's very much being in such a nice long-term relationship for however long we've been together. And our house, our, ho- <laughs> our home and our little family unit. And then professional, like, it's important, I think, that's the one that comes to mind first. And then professionally, like, I think, I mean, having a brand that I started as a joke 15 years later, I, I think is a real achievement um but and doing something that i love every day and with a 
people that I get to choose and that I love working with every day is kind of my biggest achievement. Yeah, I agree. I, I, we both love what we do. We're very passionate about what we do. I think that's why we still do it. And we and we like we wake up in the morning and really like want to get to the office because it's so exciting to kind of have to be challenged every day. But and it's so important to remind yourself that you're so, we're so lucky to do what we do. Like our jobs are literally coming up with ideas in our minds and then turn them into reality. Like that's people dream about doing things like that, and that's actually what we we have to do. Um, and like, yes, there's a load of logistical, financial, uh, like back end things that make it unbearable <laughs> sometimes. <laughs> but the essence of what we do, you've always got to remember, is so much fun and so exciting and so thrilling. That, and I think we it's it weirdly works really well that we both are in the same industry, even though we don't do the exact same thing. Although we do at the moment, it's very similar because David's recently taken on a creative director role. So we do have a much more similar job role, like more recently. But I think the level of understanding that we have for each other and the level of respect that we have for each other, if one of them, if one, if one or the other is like, I'm busy, I can't talk, like, leave it out or if one of us is at work until like 10 11 at night we're very understanding of that because we know what effort and you know and we often that do that around the kitchen table like in the morning like we're having breakfast yeah. we'll be talking about what's what's been happening like yeah. what are you going to do this today and what's then day sometimes we go really into like we help each other out and maybe give advice unsolicited most of the time um but it's I wish there was like a sound effect for <laughs> eye rolling. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I could really do with it right now. <laughs> I hate you. Love you. Um, where do you think your ambition and drive comes from? Definitely my parents. Yeah, yeah. for sure. Uh, my work ethic comes from both of my parents. Both of my parents owned and ran their own businesses. And growing up, I always was like, I'm never going to do that. You never stop working. You're so annoying. Whenever we go out for dinner, you get your diaries out and you're talking about like what you've got coming up and where you're going to be here and how it's going to work. And my dad always used to have to work evenings and weekends as well. Um, and that really sort of just instilled in me this really strong work ethic. And I've always sort of had this approach that if I want something, I've just got to go out and work for it, that nothing, you know, I've never had any other uh, thought process about how I was going to achieve things. It was about going out and making it happen for yourself. But also I've been brought up in a very positive manner where my mum is a real advocate for and does writes books and courses on positive thought and, you know, manifestation and all of those spiritual things that <clears throat> are just so normal to me that I don't, um, I sometimes don't even acknowledge them that like I believe I'm going to achieve what I set out to achieve and that's because of where I come from I think your, par so lucky your parents I think what I um, really love they've been really they've made you believe that nothing is nothing is anything's not po possible, anything's possible. Yeah. it's not impossible and that's such a, a freeing gift gift yeah. yeah definitely it's a gift it's a gift when, when you're a child i had a job i was working in magazines when i started my brand and i was 23 years old and i told my parents i was quitting my job to start a fashion label and not one of them questioned my intention resolve like questioned my kind of like how how there was no questions of how there was just like okay wow that's incredible like what can we do to help is there any, you know 
it, and there was just this sort of completely blind enthusiasm for what I said I was going to achieve and there was no questioning of that and they've been like that with all of us like I have uh kind of an older sister and then a younger brother and a younger sister and a stepsister as well and it's very much like whatever it is we tell them we're going to achieve then they would never question it they would just completely blindly support it which I think is an amazing quality to have in parents yeah and well, very I'm very lucky to have that do you feel that the the element of there is no doubt you have whatever you want to embark on you don't you don't have the fear factor or do you still have that fear factor how does uh, it play out for you I know I don't have the fear factor I don't think I think what my career has taught me is that you just have to get out. you know you don't know until you try I started a label a fashion label with no fashion training or fashion education whatsoever and I often sort of quote, sort of say that ignorance is bliss in a way. Like I didn't know what I was doing. So I just set out and did it in a way that was relevant for me. And if something didn't work and like failed drastically, I just wouldn't do that again. I would change direction and, that didn't and try it in a you. different way. Mm. It didn't lo- like knock your confidence. It did. It did. And it, and it does. But then you just got to remind yourself that. You're like Teflon. I'm a bit. But you have to. But in a really good way. Yeah, you have to just keep getting back up and trying again. Like, you know, I'm not saying for a second that we're this incredibly successful brand, but you. uh, But you do that with life. Yeah. I I love how, like, you jump jump headfirst into everything without fear of failure. That was in my wedding speech. And there's no fear. And it is literally just go for it because if you don't then that's the worst thing you could ever do really is yeah. it like who wants regrets in life and and i think you always end up do, it, it might not go exactly where you want to you might hit the curb sometimes but you keep on driving forward and and you know and you don't look back you know and i think that's such a an amazing quality to have it, it's totally the opposite of me um but i kind of like i think you helped me to push channel me forward. yeah to channel it and push myself forward Whereas you question me at every stage. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Love you. Yeah, no, it's definitely an approach that I've just had instilled in me from my upbringing, which I'm so lucky to have. Yeah. And, um, and I've kind of, it's, I've kind of proven it to an extent with my career. You know, I just sat out and did something which I'm, I'm, you know, still lucky enough to be able to do today. So, um, that's something that I, always try and tell people when they say like what you know how do we how do you get into what you do and it's just sort of just go for it I guess that's one of my next questions is what piece of advice would you give to someone that's kind of with similar ambition that's starting out what would you say to them well first of all I would make damn sure that it is actually what you want to do so try it out with a lot of internships or uh you know just assisting or just being around people that do what it is you want to do and sort of kind of shadow them a little bit or watch what it is that they want to watch what they do because it's all consuming i think any owning your own business in any field is all consuming but fashion is very um it can be it can be quite tough mentally on you because you know there comes a point where your success in industry can also be like be equated sort of like it can be attached to your self-worth as a person you know if your name is on the on a on a company or on a garment and that's not selling very well it's kind of hard to separate yourself from the fact 
but you're not, you know, doing so well. Yeah. That was really <coughs> badly explained. But I think but you've got to, but you've ultimately, you've got to really enjoy what you've you're doing. You've got to be passionate. Because there's going to be times in that, in that, in your work life that there's going to be, it's going to be hard. It's going to be difficult. It's not always going to be like the most fun. But if you really enjoy it, you, you kind of go, well, the payoff's Stay with worth it. it. Yeah, exactly. I yeah. think, I think we're really fortunate that we really love what we do. Like I, I've literally done do, doing what I did when I was like seven, drawing stuff, making things out of plasticine. The easiest, and like I think the same the, thing now in a way. Find what it is that you love to do, not as a job, not as a career, but just what you love doing and turn that into a career. Mm. Is isn't that everyone's dream? Exactly, Sorry. but it's possible for everyone. Do you know, and people. People have this mentality and this mindset that, like, I can't turn that into a career. Well, why not? Like, find a way of turning it into a career, whatever that may be. What is your passion and what is your drive? What gets you up in the morning and really floats your boat? And find a way of turning that into your career. That's I what think my, that my, my all of us here do that. Yeah. We've all done that. Yeah. And I think it's it's what... It's I think it's sometimes quite hard sometimes to figure out what... So you might like I really like to care for people, I really like helping people. So it's kind of like how do you then translate that into a, like a job that pays the rent? And I think that's the hardest thing, hardest part. I think of not everyone wakes up one morning and there's a light bulb yeah. moment. Like I'm gonna do this. Yeah, it's course. definitely a process. Um, and you know I've watched my my younger siblings kind of like try and figure out what it is that they want to do and try and like get. Pinpoint, and pinpoint where they what go. it is, and I think it's just so important to just, just like just go out there and start trying loads of different things, and then and it might not be the right point. thing at first. Yeah, but that's kind of actually your first some... career might not be the one. My mum always told me you'll have seven careers in your life, and like that, lives, so, yeah. <laughs> like cat with yeah. lives, which I think is really good advice for for young people because I think there's so much pressure put on you at your kind of. 17, 18, when you're sort of finishing your education, you're having to start to think about what sort of career you're going to go into and people get fixated that they have to be at the start of this path that's going to end in a certain place. And I think it's really important to understand that seven careers is, is actually the average. So Really? Yeah. So think about think about it like that. You know, try one out. It doesn't work. Try something else. And also it gives you, it, for me, it gives me comfort that at 36 years old, I might change my career next year. I might try something different. Yeah. But like Anna, you did that, didn't you? Like you've you're well, Henry, Henry pushed me into it. Yeah, no. <laughs> pushed well. me out. A gen of it. Gentle <laughs> nudge, a gentle nudge. But, but you're on like your third career. Yeah, yeah, I've done all sorts. Um, Depends how far you go with the word career. But like, <laughs> wow. <laughs> no, because I'm always like, well, I was a waiter, but do I call that a career? Cause yeah, I'm, I have that. You know, from 15 to 18, I waited tables. But yeah, I think. For me, yeah, I guess because I did TV, I did events in TV, then talent booking, then worked in fashion, I PA'd, um, and then kind of food, yeah. But food was your passion. Food was the things that made you, like going around to Anna's house for, for dinner, you was like, well, I won't eat now. I won't eat my lunch because I'm going to really feast when I get to <laughs> get to Anna's. Yeah. You know, it, it was something you just did for your, for your friends and family. And then you realize, well, actually, I could do this full time. Yeah, I think a lot of it is is realizing that that can because for a long time I didn't realize that like food could be a career path for me. But I guess the things that I always think have been really relevant is to kind of know what it feels like to really work hard to like yeah. put the hours in mm -hmm. because actually there is that can be so rewarding in whatever capacity like mm -hmm. with whatever job you're working in. 
to actually really give it all and know actually what you can achieve with really hard work. Mm. So I think to then be able to apply that for me for like further down the line feels like, I mean, some days, you know, if you work freelance and you work on your own, you're not into it and you need to just be a bit kind to yourself and give yourself that extra hour in bed yeah. or whatever it is. But know that you will stay up and work till 10, 11, whatever it is at night to, to achieve what you've set out to achieve. Yeah. But when you're working in something you're passionate about, it, it feels it, all right. It feels all right. It doesn't yeah. matter because you're getting the payoff. Yeah. Well, yeah, I always, I, I always kind of say to people like work hard, be, be kind to people and it'll all come to you. Like things, I always think good things come to good people. Yeah. I feel like I should also say at this point that um, Henry's mom used to help with pop-ups when I would do the big mm. pop-ups at the old pub I lived at and we would cook for a lot of people. Um, and uh, I really remember... Uh, and it probably it was probably for me a massive turning point in like my life, my career, because she really kind of introduced me to the idea of manifesting what it is you want in your life and really putting positive energy into what you want to achieve mm. right down to finding a boyfriend or husband or all of that. And it was such a pivotal moment because actually all those things that frustrated you and didn't feel like kind of worked in your favor would just kind of spun on the head and actually there was this whole other way of looking at everything which is kind of what Henry you've always lived and yeah, by it's and it's amazing ingrained in my kind of psyche without me sort of having to think about it too much so fortunate because so fortunate. that is just the biggest and as a gift. kid when you're growing up and your mum's in the kitchen singing along to affirmation tapes you think oh my god please my do the weird. rendition <laughs> i love it this is my favorite thing please do the song the louise hay i love and accept myself exactly as i am <laughs> <laughs> um, really so the special. one thing i can't actually achieve in life is a singing career clearly <laughs> Uh, yeah, so my mum would be in the kitchen singing along to affirmation tapes such as that. And you'd be like, oh, my God, you're so weird. Why are you not like everyone else? And then as you get older and you realise, you acknowledge how amazing the benefits are from just being around that kind of thing. Yeah, I f when, when I think about having children or that next generation, I always think like what a gift that would be to grow up knowing it's all for the taking. Everything is possible and the the concept of like gratitude like be grateful for everything you have your health your family your friend like the all of that biggest is thing about manifestation is acknowledging what you what you get from it what you receive and making sure that you're grateful and you sort of thank the universe which sounds so weird and i think as like, humans in modern day we we don't do that enough no like i was te i'm terrible at it and you've often reminded me in the last 10 but years. just that act of taking a moment like a lot yeah. of people do a gratitude diary at the end of every day like just taking that moment to acknowledge all the things that are positive in your life can never be a bad thing but that the way that I think, that I just then think becomes so much more powerful so if you if you manifest something and you say, look, I really want to achieve X. And then when you achieve that, actually just acknowledging it, it makes you believe so much more in the process. So but each time it kind of strengthens your resolve in that whole thing of like, okay, now I want to achieve Y. And then you wait for that to happen. I was just going to say, being British and being Northern, it's often not something we're encouraged no. to do. So you're very fortunate that, I have, that you yeah. had that. Like, I, I think for most people culturally we, we don't sort of self-gratification no. like yeah <laughs> we don't really again? say we don't you moved on from your marrow thank you <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow. next question prize winning what's next for uh 
the Hodgson Hollands. What is next? Well, as you said, we were moving we're moving a house because we want a nice big kitchen so you can come around all the time, yeah. Anna. And cook. And Hopefully cook. a new home. And definitely cook. A new home. More ho- Are you like, manifesting that, Hen? Yes. More holidays. Like, we <laughs> literally, we never organise holidays and we're terrible. We leave it to the last minute. We're on these people like, oh my God, we're going to do this, we're going to do that. And then we leave it to the last minute. Like, it's expensive. Like the privileged wankers <laughs> in the world. So we just want a new house and no more holidays, really. <laughs> and we'll do that all <laughs> in one year. <laughs> Yeah, I wouldn't mind a bit of new art. <laughs> <laughs> Something you really need. <laughs> uh, no. What is it? I think it is literally just to be, to take more time to spend together and own a way and really create memories. Like some of our best memories together are holidays or with with, with, with people like um, you did just gesture towards me yeah I did <laughs> seeing more people seeing more people I look forward to it so we're at that point in the show where my guests whip up their go-to sandwich these guys are slightly on the disorganised side but you've, you've you have assured me you're going to get something together yeah okay I have watched you cook <laughs> a pizza <laughs> With a grill and a frying pan. Really? Yep. It was not my fault. No, the oven broke. Well, how it did was, it taste? It, it, was, it was homemade pizza. And it I was a homemade running, pizza party. It was a homemade pizza party and the oven broke. So we had I'm to... sure we it was delicious. I was running around with takeaway menus. And I was furious. <laughs> and adamant that no one was going anywhere until I made these pizzas come what may. <laughs> Which were a success. So I think we'll manage a sandwich. Okay, amazing. <laughs> okay, so um, what are you going to make me? Uh, we've decided from uh, looking at what we have in the kitchen and around. Mainly in the freezer. Mainly in the freezer. See, my uh, mother's son. <laughs> uh, we're going to make you a fish finger salad taco. Ooh. Okay, delicious. Fish I out. love fish fingers. Fishy taco. <laughs> Fishy taco. Uh, what brand of fish finger are you? Uh, we're a bird's eye. Bird's eye. Always. Yeah, always. Um, so we're going <laughs> to use um, a strong and peppery uh, Waitrose watercress rocket and spinach salad. Delicious. On the edge. Once we've fished out the leaves that are usable. Uh, we're going to add in a little bit of spring onion. Delicious. A finely diced cucumber. Delicious. Mm. Um, potentially a little bit of pepper. Red pepper. Maybe. Red pepper. Oh, okay. Anna, 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 I did not do anything Anna did there. like an art grimace. I mean, the pepper's for the visuals. Yeah, you know? sure, for Where a bit of colour. A bit of colour. Yeah, rainbow. You, you sure? Yeah, rainbow. Okay. Red. Um, and then... Letting you lead. Uh, Tell me there's some kind of mayonnaise. There is mayonnaise, yeah. Yeah. You want, would you like mayonnaise? Would you like... Um, We've only got yeah, what you, tartar sauce. <laughs> Ooh, if you have we got if you, tartar sauce, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I we can al- make one with mayonnaise and gherkin. Could well, we? yeah, you could. And I should also say, at this point, <laughs> that, that was like mm, you could. No, that's delicious. That's delicious. Really high pitch. I'm just going to talk normally now. <laughs> so I should also say, at this point, we are now in your fridge. Oh yeah, do you want to go talk to us the through top shelf? Right, top but shelf. I'm is really embarrassed shelf. because can I'm, you stop trying to be something you're not? Talk down your fridge. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> I'm trying to talk it up. Top shelf is uh, condiments. Always. Uh, so it's cranberry sauce, 
two types of mustard. We're all now crouched on the floor. A whole grain <laughs> and a French. <laughs> um, there is uh, pickled onions, some gherkins, um, and some pickled um, beetroot. Large bottle of sparkling water. None of them were pickled from anything in our garden. <laughs> or by you. Uh, second shelf, we have uh, some mushrooms, some hummus. And a lonely pepper. And a lonely pepper. And then we have some more peppers and some homemade turkey burgers, which we Who eat made them? for lunch. I made those, actually. And um, talk me through what's in your turkey burger. In my, tur- <laughs> <laughs> in my turkey burger is uh, turkey thigh mints, an egg, some uh, oats, some finely diced You know gherkins. oats are carbs. Yeah, but you can put It's a just a tiny bit. little bit. Uh, and uh, some mustard and some gherkin. That's They're really delicious. delicious. We actually call them in our house turkey turds. We do. <laughs> <laughs> um, I was angling for one of those in a, t- <laughs> in a taco. <laughs> Don't choke on it. Turd taco, anyone? <laughs> tur- tur- I would and love to have included that. <laughs> <laughs> Henry, Henry and David's turd taco. Yeah. Um, but they're delicious. Why are these rolling? Well, you should maybe weight them down. Have you actually turned it on, though? So, it's interesting that no one's really... <laughs> We're not doing anything. <laughs> taking control. <laughs> taking control of this taco. Anna's um, de- desperate to get So, we're having to, we're having to uh, defrost, slightly heat the tacos on a, on a medium to low heat, whilst <laughs> David chops the salad. <laughs> Okay. David now chops salad. <laughs> Muzak. <laughs> <laughs> and then, personally, I'd like a kind of Mary Rose mayo ketchup mixture okay. on mine because that's... I wouldn't. What I mean, like, you know when you have a chip and you dip it in the ketchup and the mayo? Yeah. That's what I'm going for. All right. Okay. Or... If you want to yeah, be chef. fancy about it, we can chop up some gherkin and put it in your mum's Aldi mayonnaise. <laughs> <laughs> also, hang on. I did just spot a lot of sachets in your fridge and cupboard. That's my mother. Oh, there's also there's more face masks in our fridge than there are <laughs> edible. food. <laughs> edible yeah. goods. And a bottle we of Prosecco. Have, oh, Simprove. I want to try that. We have uh, <laughs> Korean face masks. We have an aloe vera, a firming essence from Dr. Marita, a pearl... And a collagen skin rescuer. Because don't Shit. forget, we they are homosexuals. Uh, Chill out. Uh, fish fingers. There's no burning. It's just, it's good. It's okay. fine. Okay, okay. Relax. Um, we, in my fridge. We also have like ginger puree, garlic puree, and chili puree because we're lazy. Yeah. Um, there's some milk sachets. There's some milk sachets. David's <laughs> mum uh, collected a handful of milk sachets on the train. She didn't on the way collect down. it. She had a cup of coffee. They were left over. She doesn't like waste. Remember? She didn't go out and just go to the like the bar, <laughs> steal a stash, and come down. There's also a soy sauce sachet. <laughs> a soy sauce sachet. Um, and in the oh, cupboard, and then like wasabi. pickle from our Indian. Yeah. I like how you revealed that then. Yeah, I did. <laughs> From like, the butter dish. really delicious. And the see-through lid. It has been there for about um, nine months. Uh, and then, are they beers? What are they? Yeah, they're beers. We have some malt IPA as well. It's a really an eclectic fridge, isn't it? A bit yeah. of like dregs. This is definitely some, like, um, I think you eat out maybe more. I think you should check the... We really the, don't uh, eat fingers. out very often. I think... <laughs> Can you stop it with the gas? <laughs> Sizzling. Okay. We're going to come back to this 
once you've put it together. Once <laughs> it's edible. <laughs> Could be a while. So, how did you like your fish finger taco? I thought that was a triumph. I'm still eating mine. It's pretty good. Delicious. Um, so I lightly uh, fried the tacos and then I grilled the fish fingers and then we added a spicy spinach rocket and watercress salad with a finely chopped cucumber, red pepper and spring onion garnish. And then I dunked David's in Tabasco. <laughs> Just <laughs> to prove a point. <laughs> About spice. How are you handling that? Mm. <laughs> he can't speak because his mouth's entirely numb. Yeah. Um, that was delicious. Thank you so much. You're welcome. You are welcome. Okay, final question. What is your next meal? What are you cooking? <laughs> <laughs> I'm not sure what our next meal is. Sorry, we're not really answering the question, are we? <laughs> so no meal. <laughs> That's yeah, why. No liquid. We're, yeah, we're going for liquid. Um, guys, thank you so much for having me in your kitchen, especially David. Um, have You're a welcome. Great weekend. You're welcome back anytime. Am I, David? Yeah. Thank you.